0: We know that each stage of life is unique and can be hard. We also know that you may have questions through it all. So meet Harvest with Sierra and Lee. We want to be with you in the moments of uncertainty and bring light and life to each question.
1: Are we qualified to be giving advice? Barely. But we know some powerful women who are. Every other week we will bring you a podcast that we hope will encourage you, make you laugh, point you towards joy, help you think rightly about your season and the Lord. So let's
0: reap an abundant harvest together. Friends, welcome back to Harvest. This is Lee. And I'm Sierra.
1: <laughs> I was like, it's Sierra! It's Sierra. <laughs> but I'm an
0: I'm. <laughs> we are glad to be back with you for another Friday. And we are so glad to have our friend Dylan back with us in the closet for Midnight Ministries Part two. Part two. two. Um, we're gonna get into a lot more things about the pornography industry. She's got a lot more statistics that she's gonna drop. Last week was so good. So good. She gave us so much information, so many resources, how to (laughs) brain block or chain block, if you can remember (laughs) from last week, Um, how to to start walking in freedom and actually what pornography does inside of relationships Mm -hmm. and just to a person as a whole. Um, So we're gonna talk about the behind the scenes a little more. Yeah. And we'll be right back with an icebreaker.
1: All right, guys, and here is our icebreaker. So what was your first job? Not like babysitting, like a real, real, real job with a paycheck. Okay, me? Sure. Yeah? Should I yeah. you first? Okay, okay. So <laughs>
0: my first job was a, I worked in a an in insurance agency wow Oh, i know so it's professional very professional listen i was 16. like the end of day filer oh yeah it was like i came in my mom made me get a job my junior year of high school because i had quit cheerleading that year and i had early release and she was like go do something before you get in trouble <laughs> and so i worked for like two and a half hours maybe four times a week. Alphabetically filing everything. Filing everything. Alphabetically filing stuff is hard. It was hard and it ruined my cuticles. Mm. I never
1: realized how hard a filing job could be. I was like, but did you get uh, to use this like fancy, like little, I don't ad- like, um, little, what's it? sponge? Oh, of, like oh. it was like, it's pink. like a little, lo- yeah, little, like little tacky yes. lotion. Yes.
0: It was very, but I was there by myself. Everybody had always like was gone for the day. And so I just sat. And I spent a lot of time on AOL
1: Instant Messenger.
0: <laughs> Ryan and I would communicate through AOL Instant mm-hmm. Messenger. While You're like while first I was at
1: hour work. of my job uh-huh. chatting with my boo. Uh-huh. Second hour of my job filing all the stuff flavors. away.
0: That's right. And I learned that year I had gotten my nails painted, and Please stop that. <laughs> I had found out or I had found a bottle of acetone, um, just like in one of the drawers. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna take my nail polish off. And so I poured this acetone into a coffee cup, a styrofoam. Coffee cup. Do you know what acetone does to styrofoam? Oh, mm-hmm. It yeah. eats it. Just a huge mess of goopy styrofoam and acetone all over the desk. It's
2: mm-hmm. like the first time I tried a lemon essential oil. Okay,
0: yes. I was like, what is that noise?
2: And it was the lemon oil eating the cup. It was like, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I was like oh my gosh.
0: Oh my I was like, Lee, like, like, okay. your oil
2: is alive. <laughs>
0: it's <laughs> moving. No, it's like doing what it's supposed to do. Put it in the glass. Yeah. That's funny. What okay, was your first
2: job, Dylan? so I worked at a vet clinic. I was I really want to be a veterinarian. You loved animals. Love animals. <laughs> Still <laughs> Oh get Simonis. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I love them. And so I, I worked at a vet clinic because I that was my passion. I was like, I'm you know, gonna become a veterinarian through experience and not through education. I learned that's Let's not teach. how it works. <laughs> 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 you actually have to be smart to get into A and M. Oh. So that didn't work out, but that's okay. Worked there for six years, though. Wow. I learned a lot of stuff. Even neutered my parents' dog on their back porch because I knew how to. I put him under anesthesia. The I had a little cloth. I did it so perfectly, and it was awesome. So, oh, my god! It was awesome. I have all this like retained knowledge about for animals. animals. Yeah.
0: Seriously. So people call me so all the time, like, my animal's sick. What should I do? I've known you for 12 years and didn't know you knew this. You've hardly ever had a pet, so it's, it's not true. of value it's to you. It's true. It's true. I don't <laughs> love animals. We're opposite in that.
1: And that Y'all okay. had such professional first job. I wore scrubs. You might have wore a business suit one I day. I didn't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I did. She's like, nope.
0: Nope. Just went to My
1: shell necklace. That's right. My flip-flops. Oh, the two
0: thousands,
1: you know. Mm-hmm. Was it the two thousands? Yeah, girl. Okay. Yeah, two thousand two. <laughs> okay. I was like, for a, for a split second, I panicked because I was like, what if I was like, what if she's like, what if it was 1999? the ninety nine? <laughs> not like the nineties. but in my brain I was like, what if it was like nineteen ninety nine? And then Lee's like, wow, Sierra. No, I hate always me. feel older
0: on you. It's okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I try really hard
1: not to make you feel. Older I know, on
0: I know. But let's just go back for a little minute. When I graduated in two thousand three, what were you doing?
1: Second it's, it's grade. <laughs> hmm. Second grade.
0: Second grade. You're just, like, learning how to write in cursive. <laughs> no big deal. I was
1: in the third grade, it's right. <laughs> it's not really a big deal. I was just graduating from high school. And... Okay, this is not my first job, but have you seen that reel where they're like, oh, how old are you? And she's like, 25. Um, I'm 25. And then she gags the last time she says
0: 25.
1: No. And I'm like, what a joke. Because now I'm about to be 27 in a couple of months, and I'm like, 27. 27. <laughs> 27. 27. <laughs> That's okay it's fine it's good you know what I'm burping my baby Yeah. <laughs> sorry <laughs> smacking people around in here okay first job I was good job. Um, I was 15 and I started working no was I 15 I was 16 because I could drive myself there you go. so I was and I my first job was pita pit really just mm-hmm. making some little pitas that's in Huntsville. in Huntsville? In Huntsville, Texas. Yeah, oh, that's, where like I, I, Pit. that's where I grew up. And so that's what i do. I'd go in, put on my little baseball cap, and. An apron? Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think we had an apron. We had a uniform. And a polo? Yeah, and you had to like clean things, which I did not super love that. Um, as Anybody everybody knows, knows. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that part. I was like, why do I have to like hire somebody to do that part and I'll make the pitas? Yeah. You're like, I'm just <laughs> He's like, I it. hired you to do that part. <laughs> but so I know actually I can wrap your pita really well. Look
0: at there. Yeah. Also didn't know that about you. Well, just call me pita wrapper. Pita <laughs> wrapper. Okay. All right. So we're getting back into. All that is pornography with Dylan
1: <laughs> Penis to pornography. That's Let's right. go. <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> Sounds
0: like a great title. Um, with our friend Dylan and Midnight Ministries. And if you didn't hear part one, you're missing out. So go back and listen to part one from last week. Um, but if you're here for part two, welcome back. Thanks for coming back. We have um, quite a few questions that we got on Instagram for Dylan. and so we're gonna jump on into that. Um, so this first question: It's like porn sucks. You feel awful. After watching it, but why do we keep turning back to it?
2: Your brain,
0: yeah, you know. And it says in the Bible, like a
2: dog returns to its vomit, like you know, it talks Ugh. about that, like yeah. like like a dog returning to its vomit, like we return to our same sin. Yeah. But it in it, uh, but be free in the fact that it. That's just how you trained your brain, like that is just how you're, and that's what we talked about in the first video, um, the first video, <laughs> the first video.
1: <laughs> Eventually, they're
2: like, uh, oh. we didn't see nothing. Yes, right. <laughs> And the first podcast is like, it because we've trained our brain, we've asked it to do that. So I want to go a little bit more into what that actually looks like. So dopamine is, is not a pleasure molecule, chemical. It is actually your seek and find. Mm-hmm. So what happens is that we give it cues, triggers. That can be boredom, rejection, a hard day, fatigue. Um, A specific time of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe you're like, man, I'm always like really hot and bothered at 2 (laughs) (laughs) p.m. Or 1 a.m. It could be a time of day. Or it could be like if you struggle with a pornography addiction, it could be a porn star's name. It could be just like things like that that you're actually that that start to trigger you. So what happens is that your dopamine starts to rise. Mm -hmm. And it actually rises in the anticipation of, of the temptation. So it doesn't actually rise whenever you find pornography, it rises in the chase of trying to find something. Wow, Isn't that crazy? So I mentioned last time, like I have these little barrier packets. So on the card, it talks about like, that is one of the ways, like I think it's number three, that whenever you're experiencing the height of the temptation, that is actually the worst it's going to get. It's kind wow. of like they say in labor, like, hey, when you're at that 7-8 point, like, that's actually the worst it's going to get. Hang on. You're about to deliver a baby. Yes. And so when you're experiencing that, when you're like... I'm really going to watch. That's actually the worst it's going to get. So by changing your mindset right there and doing changing an action right there, that is where you can start to retrain your brain. How crazy is that? That's awesome. Yeah. So it's freeing to be like, no, dopamine is a good thing. Hey, the temptation is not, there's no shame and guilt in feeling feeling the temptation Mm -hmm. and there's an escape. There's a way out. That's That's awesome. awesome. That's really good to know. That's really good to know. (laughs)
0: I don't want to move on to the next question. Now, oh,
2: oh, you know, and here's another thing that I didn't mention that is, I mean, like one of the probably top five facts of pornography. It is, whenever you look at um, an addict's brain, whenever they take heroin and whenever they consume pornography, pornography is at a a higher rate. It is more addictive than heroin. So often, Hmm. often we think, or often we think about pornography as people.
0: Yeah.
2: And really it is a substance. It's like a substance addiction that affects people and that uses people as victims. So it is not actually engaging with a person, but it is like, it it is, it it is, it's a destroying a person. using people as a victim, but m- even more addictive than any substance. That's incredible. Isn't that crazy? That's wow. crazy. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's crazy. Do you want to read number two? Yeah. My mind is a little bit blown. I know. Yeah. I wonder, sorry, yeah. I wonder if it's because, like, pornography feels less harmful than yeah. heroin. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like if you're right. like, hey, choose your addiction. <clears throat> yes. And you're like, you have two, heroin or pornography, someone's going to be like, Pornography? Pornography and heroin—you have to find it. You have to buy it. Yes. Yeah, it's it's not yeah. Pornography literally
2: cost you nothing, and it's legal. You can find it. Yes,
1: yes, wherever. So it is. It is so easy. You know, you're not going to lose your teeth. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Feels like there's no real cost to it. Right. There's right. no outwardly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cost to it. gracious Dang. Okay. So two. How to pick the right accountability partner. And, um, someone kind of worded it, if a friend asks for help in staying accountable, how would you aid in that? So picking the right accountability partner
2: is, is hard. And I'll be honest, it's, it's hard because do you have somebody in your life that is not a Facebook Christian, that is actually a true follower believer that is walking with the Lord that can, that can, it, that can receive your addiction with gentleness Mm -hmm. and show you grace. And, and and ask you again, and ask you over and over and routinely about it, not in a way that's pushy, but is in a way that's accountable. Mm-hmm. So I would I would ask yourself those questions. Don't ask in fear, and don't ask that it limits your obedience, but really reach in and be like, who is that person? Mm-hmm. Who is that person that I feel like is walking in obedience and that is following the Lord? If you don't have that person, Midnight Ministries would love to facilitate that and, and be a part of that process. Mm-hmm. Like That's why we... I I say we because it's the Lord and I, <laughs> but we want to be a part of that process. So yeah. if if you don't have that, we want to be there. I want to be there to um, and I I will preface this: if you are a woman, mm-hmm. I cannot be there for that for you. If you're the opposite sex, but if you are a woman mm-hmm. and you do not have that friend, um, then I want to be that friend to be able to check in with you, and and that you know over social media, over Instagram, mm-hmm. or if you're local, get to meet you something like that. Yeah. So. Uh, reach out if you haven't, if you need that friend or if you need more guidance on who that friend is. But if you have that friend that loves the Lord, loves Jesus, follows him obediently, choose that friend. That's good. Yep. That's
1: really Sorry. good. So second thought, mm-hmm. I just had it. But because when you said that, I can, re- I can remember thinking when I had this addiction, I guess when I was in college, it would have been really easy for me when you said that right then to be like, Oh, I can just talk to the I'll never have to see her. Yeah. And that could be my accountability. Mm-hmm. And no one in my life would have had to know because right. Instagram is so secretive. Uh, yeah. Yes. And so it would have been like escape accountability. Yes. Yep. yes. And so I just wanted to clarify: like you're not, you're like she is not your escape oh, accountability. Oh, one hundred percent. Like you, yep. if you are in a community where you have a, a like any kind of accountability, or just like you're not, and someone someone needs to know that's close to you right. and can live
0: mm-hmm.
1: within close proximity to you, because that just feels like a really good way to keep living secretly in sin. Yes, and we have to confess, right? We have mm-hmm. to confess.
2: These sins like that's it. they um on watermark which is where if you listen to the last one that's where a lot of my knowledge and recovery has come from mm-hmm. they talk about cpr confess pray remove access so cpr and so we have to walk through confessing mm-hmm. um but it's important it's super important that, that this is somebody of the same sex mm-hmm. that you confess to someone that loves the lord and again obedience does not determine the outcome mm-hmm. do not get discouraged if you do tell somebody this and they don't receive it well. They are human. Move on from that. That's right. And and, and that is not, it's like, you know, people hurt people. It's yes. like people that go into one church, like yeah. that church jaded me. It's like, no, that church that, did. Yeah. Move on. Yes. So keep going. Keep working through that confession. Um. Keep working through that accountability. And at
0: the end of the day, that's our responsibility when we... We want to walk out our freedom. It's our responsibility Mm -hmm. to keep trying. Yes. Absolutely. Um, So what are some practical ways you've found to help one another through addiction? So outside of like program blockers, how can we stay
2: free Mm -hmm. from it? And I haven't even mentioned the wonderful program blockers. Okay. Yeah. So that, that person, I mean, they, they probably know covenant eyes, which covenant eyes is an accountability tool Mm -hmm. that you put on your phone Mm -hmm. and then you actually give a friend, your accountability partner, an email and it sends them screenshots of, wow. of stuff from your day Okay. To where if you were viewed porn, it would show screenshots that, hey, they viewed it. They don't even have to tell you about it or they can tell you about it or they cannot do it so it is an ex- it it's amazing it is really amazing a lot of parents i, I was recommend about to it, say. I recommend it greatly for parents yeah um because it allows them one internet access mm-hmm. safari google all those places are the one the, the most searched places mm-hmm. for porn gives them one access point for internet and so it allows them to have a freedom of internet searches but also gives them accountability of like hey we need to know when to turn away, when to not search further, yeah. when to not allow our dopamine rise to yeah. find something that that is not good.
1: Will it do it even in like private mode on your iPhone? I don't know that. What is private mode? So there's a on your internet browser, uh-huh. you can switch your iPhone to private mode. Oh yes, mode, I do know this. And no one, it won't track it. So like, yeah. is that similar to incognito? No, okay. it's like so if you just it's pulled different up, too. okay. Yeah. If you just pulled up your phone right now, you could like and go to search something, you would Mm -hmm. switch your tab over to private mode, and whatever you search, it doesn't keep track of it. No one can tell that you searched it. Mm. It's not kept on your phone. You just erase out of it, switch back over to the other internet browser, and no one would know. Super creepy. Mm -hmm. Didn't know if it would work on that. Yes, and I, yeah, yes. So, what about
2: those? So, wait, so so those are blockers. So, those are program blockers. So, outside of that, so program blockers cost money every month, and sometimes people feel like they don't have the freedom to build strength to be able to handle it when they have Safari or Google. Gotcha. So there is a person that needs that, right? because you need to fight and if you're not fighting then you're not fighting yes um so you need to fight so that's why adding in barriers and that's what we talked about adding in barriers i'll constantly say that adding in things that are physical tangible put my hands on barriers Uh on your phone on your nightstand adding in things that are also good that can help as far as things that other things that increase your dopamine good sleep a lot of people have addictions aren't good sleepers but Mm -hmm. we'll get to that you know like I mean, as far as like you can work through that by redeeming your bed,
1: of like, Mm -hmm. this
2: is a place for sleep. Um, Exercising, listening to music, spending time in the sun actually
1: increases your dopamine. Grounding. Yeah.
2: (laughs) That's right. So there's, I mean, if you were to go to Google and say, you know, ways to naturally increase dopamine. You're gonna find ten things. Try one. Yeah. Try one every day. Try yes. one every day for ten days. Try one every day for ten days for ten weeks for ten years. Yeah. I don't just keep doing the things yeah. that are that are constantly retraining. Again, it is just like you have to approach it just like weight loss or something like that. This is not there's not one thing that's gonna kill your pornography addiction. Yeah. We are broken humans with a sin nature. We have to constantly work towards disciplining ourselves for good habits.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's really good. Sorry, I didn't pass the questions. That's okay. Okay, so I feel like we actually just touched on this. Like, what are some practical ways you found? Did we already ask them, mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. one another through addiction? Mm-hmm. Is that number four?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh gosh, I have another. Sorry, I just thought of something else that I thought of with that. So if if you are a friend that someone comes up to and they um, and they tell you that they have a pornography addiction. A lot of times, or even as a spouse, so regardless who the person is in the other position, a friend, a spouse, whoever, and that has not been your struggle, we often think of that first. Well, that hasn't been my struggle, so I am not applicable to be your accountability partner mm. because I have not had a pornography addiction, but one thing I journaled a long time ago is that is that we don't have to have the same addiction to have the same healer.
0: Mm-hmm. and, and so like
2: always think about that it's like i don't have to have the same addiction as you sin works the same way it, it seeks to kill still and destroy so that's yes. how sin is you know manifested in your life and this is what it's done yeah so okay we can we we don't have to have the same addiction but we have the same healer that's yeah. good um and then finding a word i knew i made more notes The image last night, I have 20 pages of notes, but I also have more pages on my phone. (laughs) (laughs) The ones we couldn't count. Yeah, so, like, if you have a friend, too, if you are that friend that is the accountability partner, finding a word that isn't porn Mm
0: -hmm. to touch
2: base. Because porn Mm -hmm. is, like, it's kind of like, it becomes kind of like a curse word, almost. You're, like, porn, and it's kind of heavy, right? It's, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's kind of like a heavy word. So, how about popcorn or spaghetti? And be, like, hey, how has popcorn been lately have you been tempted to eat popcorn at work or at home or like and like ask like hey have you been craving popcorn lately and like make that something that's light and conversational between y'all and then that open the door to even to get in more into like a
1: serious yeah, conversation yes mm-hmm.
2: but but just like that's your nudge right that's mm-hmm. your nudge to be like hey i just want to check in yeah yeah um how's spaghetti been yeah. like you know like how is your temptation with brownies yeah, Like, you know, like put, put something kind of light on there that, that can make y'all feel like, you know, friends always want to have fun together so yeah. you, that you can even have joy in that conversation and then feel like they're open, um, like open to share and mm-hmm. safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, sorry. I, I think I keep
2: backtracking. It's okay. No, that's it's okay. okay. It's really good.
1: Um, it's actually our last question. Yeah. Um, so in another episode, we've heard Amber like get really passionate about calling sin what it is and not really, like, sugarcoating it, and, um, so what would you say is, like, the root sin of this, like, a, an addiction in general, but, like, an addiction specifically to pornography, so that we're not, like, just being, like, oh, I'm addicted to pleasure, you know right. what I mean? Like, yep. yep. what is the real thing? I think we do have to, we do have to,
2: like, generalize it in a way, um, to be, like, because we can be addicted to a lot of different things, right? And then often when we come out of one addiction, we go into another. Okay. So healing through a pornography addiction, we do need to understand that this is a specific, uh, this is the way that my addiction is manifested right now. And I want to guard myself in a way that it can further. So you have to really understand what an addiction is. I think a lot of people that have followed me so far and kind of reached out and said, I didn't know I was addicted until you told me that like all these different traits and how addictive it is. And I realized I actually haven't been able to live without it for the past decade. Yeah. So, and a definition of an addiction is a pathological relationship to any mood altering experience that has life damaging consequences. Wow. So being like, okay, It's porn that I have a pathological relationship with Hmm. that has a mood that has mood altered me through dopamine, through my natural body responses that has life damaging consequences. Yeah. So that is how we need to think about it. And just calling for what it is, it is an addiction, and it is more powerful than heroin. It is, it is real, real, real stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So And it's hurting real people. It's hurting mm-hmm. real people, and that's what I, that's our last question. Sorry, I, I do want to go into um, so the details of, of more about the pornography industry itself, and then um, a little bit more on the healing aspect and more secretive part of the healing aspect. So I'll just hit on. Um, these are some details, these are the details that actually changed me mm-hmm. in my healing. They made me think about it differently mm-hmm. because it made me grow to hate it. Okay. And and it's crazy. So Sierra is actually the person that told me you have to grow to hate your sin. How crazy is this? Mm-hmm. Isn't this wonderful? Isn't this wonderful? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't this wonderful? So you have to you have to learn to hate it and so you have to grow to hate it. Um and, and I have and so these are the details that I didn't know that whenever I heard these things, I felt freedom from the addiction because I did not want to participate in this anymore. So here's just some stats that I just need to throw out there. And these are hard stats. And you'll see me throw these out on Midnight Ministries. But 4.8 million people are trapped and forced into sex exploitation globally. Oh gosh. So, sex trafficking itself generates $99 billion annually just from commercial exploitation in itself. Gosh. $98 $99 billion. It is one of the largest, fastest growing industries in the world. And it works side by side with the sex industry okay so in one study 63% of underage sex of underage sex trafficked victims said they have been sold or advertised online in pornography
1: crazy
2: so the, the traffic victims, if you were a traffic victim, you would average a profit of $21,000 just for that person. And that's how this industry thinks of people. Gosh. They do not think about the person that's watching in their bedroom that has an addiction. They think about the person that is on camera and how they are for profit. Yes. This is all of it. I actually, like, I try to tie the two between human trafficking and, and, and the sex industry. Mm. But honestly, I can't not think about them as one like they are one to me like they are both using humans for profit using sex for this industry and for their own gain and so this is whenever you're watching porn you don't know the difference. You, they have made it and disguised it in a way like, you know, you think child pornography, which is a $3 billion industry in itself. So there's one industry in itself. But there is actually emerging industry of child pornography and mainstream pornography where they have a way to disguise these children. And these are maybe older children, teenage children, children. still children, stressing children, to where now you don't know the difference between age, you don't know the difference between abuse, abuser, Mm -hmm. the threats that happen before or after. Mm -hmm. You aren't in that scene. All you see is a three-minute clip, 20-minute clip, whatever, but you have no idea how that person was submissive to have to do that. What they were undertaking. Drug abuse is at a high in the sex Mm -hmm. industry because they have to like in order because people will say well they look like they're having fun well they've actually been drugged to feel that way that most of them have been drugged to feel that way and if you were to look at ex-porn stars if you were to research like testimonies on ex-porn stars Mm -hmm. they would talk about how they were how they were lured through drugs they were they were basically managed by drugs to do these pornographies which sounds
0: exactly like trust like it is trafficking. trafficking,
2: yes, yeah, 100%, pornography. Yes. and so, and in, in, in porn is actually a great, I say great, I don't mean great, but you know, it is for someone that's been trafficked and been sold and over-sexualized and feels no worth of their body, they think porn is actually the next best career move for them because they have already have felt like I am so undervalued and so overused that I actually can't make a living for myself doing this and I can, yeah, get high and I'll be fine with it. But they bathe in bleach. Some of them talk about how they bathe in bleach when they get home because they feel so dirty and disgusted. Sorry. So every, it gets no, me, like, emotional when yeah, I talk about exactly. it. Yeah.
0: So if you, so this is, like, any time that you were to click on one of these videos, mm-hmm. you search it, you'd, like, forget the blockers, forget everything else. I'm mm-hmm. searching, I'm going, and I'm watching. If you're taking nothing else away, yeah. maybe the humanity of, like, we don't know what that person went through to get there yes they're not there because they want to you're there because you want to yes they're not there because they want to and I can only imagine that the more clicks a video gets the more watches a video gets the higher percentage that that video is going to eventually 100%. make money that person eventually i mean that you're you're in the cycle and, of that person, abuse.
1: Star. Yeah. Yes.
0: and that person is not making the money that person is making a low
2: percentage of the money these these producers these industry people they're the ones making these billions of dollars right porn stars are not billionaires yeah porn stars are not billionaires they and, and they sure some of them may make some money but it is a short-lived it literally a short-lived they don't live long mm. they have high addiction rates and they're often sex traffic victims and I again would argue that they're all sex trafficked victims yes. and and there are times when someone could have watched a porn and they have no idea that that was actually a child Yeah, yeah. or or that maybe they filmed a scene and a child porn scene was going to be next. Right. So we don't know the context behind these videos. We don't know the placement behind these videos. And so we have to think about more than ourselves and these moments. More than just one climax and then a couple of days I'm going to feel a temptation and I'm going to do it again. Mm-hmm. And think about this is actually not victimless. Yeah. This is yeah. full of victims. Yes. And that I have to consider this. And, and for me to participate in it is for me to actually allow this industry to grow more
0: right Yeah, and
2: so we have to consider that we have to
0: because it's only an
2: industry because there's a market yes mm-hmm. absolutely so and and they um there was a, a recent uh like a doctor at a big university who did a started a study 10 years ago because um on pornography and they said why did you do that and she said because out of every uh sex abuse crime high crime that I, that I have researched, that I have seen, all of them started with pornography. Wow. And so pornography displays the highest, um, culture of abuse towards women. Yes. The highest culture of abuse towards children. Did you
0: post this video?
2: Um, maybe I, oh yeah, I did post one of the videos from fight the new drug. Yes. So fight the new drug is a great non-bias, um, just all straight hard facts. Mm -hmm. And so they, it is, it is, it's it's breeding unrealistic expectations on what your body should look like, what yeah. sex should look like, what what your sex partner age should be. Yes, it is. There's nothing about it that is natural. It is a cop out.
0: That's and it. it. I think one of those videos even said like the that people that children are exposed to porn at earlier ages now, mm-hmm. and consequently they're seeing that in sexual. Um, abuse cases that have, gone, have gotten police involved, they're seeing that the victims are young, but yeah. the, uh, like the abusers mm-hmm. are even younger yes. now. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's insane. Yeah. The average
2: child is exposed to pornography on some level by the age of 12. And we have to think about what is pornography, right? And I Mm -hmm, talk about mm -hmm. that a lot. Like I talk about how porn is any image that seeks to create a sexual response. I often call porn, S-R-I, sexual response imagery. Because that's where you see it in marketing, on social media. It is a sexual response imagery. And that's where you see it through even influencers, like they're wanting to create a sexual response and they're literally using science to be like, I want your brain to want this yes. and to feel a way to so that way. You'll want you'll it again. Yeah. And your brain will be trained to, to like this. And like me, wow. that's why people think that sex sells Yes, really dopamine. High, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> your dopamine really sells. So wow. and the Lord will judge you for that one day for selling like that, <laughs> oh you know? managers yes people you you yourself are not responsible. yeah so so that's so midnight ministry so we have this barrier packet and that's why i take it so serious and i hope you listen to the first message and i hope you stayed around to listen to this one the next week but um this is step four on the barrier packet is like know the truth like know who this is affecting as far as like this is not victimless and you can actually by not giving into the into this temptation you can help fight this industry on the victims and so our berry packets are are the cup of a coffee if you like add extra creamer and maybe it's a grande so five (laughs) dollars but for every packet one dollar goes towards a specific organization that helps people who have been trafficked and helps people that are coming out of the sex industry mm-hmm. that want to get out of it and want help. Are and want to be redeemed? What, can, oh, oh, I can mention them later. Okay. I'm not allowed to say them yet. Gotcha. Okay. I think until the okay. 15th, I'm not allowed to okay. say Okay, Cool. So that's awesome. Anyway, so that's why that's my big passion. Like you have to be able to it, giving something, you know, this like a heart of generosity frees you in so many ways. Mm-hmm. So you're out of, you're working through your addiction Now also fight against it. Yes. Hate it so much that you'd be like, no, I actually want to give, I want to give to defeat it. Yes. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to fight in that way. So it's like, no, I'm going to get these barriers and I want to give to allow somebody else to give for hope.
1: Yeah. Okay. A fight fight costs something like, yeah. Yeah. A fight will always cost something. So Mm -hmm. like you pay the price for what you're battling against, you know? Yep.
0: So if somebody were to want one of these packets and they don't get they don't get one in our April giveaway, yeah, how do they get it? Yeah, so we're launching the website
2: on May fifteenth, so you could get it through the website okay. or you could DM us on Instagram and okay. then I'd send you one. Okay, so super easy. I'm trying to make it super simple for now because yes. I'm again we're in the first thirty days of the launch, moving into the second month. Um, so yeah, I want these to be big. I tried to make them really cost um, friendly because yeah. if I'm being honest, I would love for a message of awareness on expect on especially sexual response imagery to be a part of something that's in youth groups or something like that to where like hey like so kids know hey you're going to be exposed to this Mm -hmm. you know and this is what it is call it for what it is yes call it for what it is understand your body's response and don't get trapped yes. in this, and don't have shame in the temptation. That's yeah. good. Like you know, and so I try to make it that where churches, whoever could purchase these and give them to their kids. That's so, awesome. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. So you're not. It's not like one per customer. Somebody could send you a hundred bucks and say,
2: you Yeah, know, yeah, hundred percent. Okay. Yeah, just give me a little lead time on getting those to you. <laughs>
0: yeah. Like two it's weeks. A, it's a one person operation right now.
2: Yeah, it's a one person. But but no, I I really want to function that way where it's not. You okay. know, this is big picture stuff. So awesome. um yeah,
0: okay. Yeah. Any last minute, any last minute thoughts that you want to leave our listeners with, um, or have you covered all the? Main um, pages I was of your trying notes? to think. Well, I covered.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I covered so much. Um, one thing I will say, as as a wife, is is I was not fully free from my addiction when I stopped watching, and I mentioned that recently. As far as like, and I think someone mentioned it on in one of the questions, like mm-hmm. how do we retrain our brain? Mm-hmm. How do we retrain our memories? And I talked about that recently but stop not watching is not the end. And that's not like, that's not the point. I'm not watching pornography anymore, Mm -hmm. but are you rehearsing it in your brain? Right. The more there's a verse in Romans, I think it's five. It's like the Lord knows our secrets. And I, and I remember reading that and like kind of being terrified. Not that I didn't know he knew my secrets, right? Right. right. Dad always knows where the iguana is. Yes. He didn't miss that story. Go back. But your secrets should actually become uncomfortable. Yeah. You should be uncomfortable in having a secret. So, um, fanati- like fantasizing about things, holding on to scenes of pornography mm-hmm. um in order to build what I call like sexual efficiency. I think as as wives we I say as wives, I'm not gonna put anybody in a box. I think commonly we feel like that there is pressure um and a process in And because we take longer, right? We are an Mm -hmm. oven. We are not a microwave. So
1: (laughs) how many women have preached that? (laughs) I'm an
2: oven, baby. I ain't no microwave. And you got to 450. me a a a, 450. You got to be real hot. (laughs) You got to make those fries crispy. It's so hot. (laughs) And so I think that we train ourselves for sexual efficiency versus um, waiting for that purpose for experiencing physical intimacy. So I think that over time, you know, so if we're using, you know, fantasies or memories to heighten the mood Mm -hmm. or to get ready, you know, to preheat a little faster, Mm -hmm. just understand that's still robbing us from experiencing that physical intimacy with our partner. Yeah. And that one day that that if we've done that for so long we will actually lose and lack that connection with our with the physical intimacy and again it won't be enough. So so like go back, listen to the tips like of how to redeem your sex life but just know like after you're not watching, don't feel defeated like I'm still tempted by these thoughts. I'm still tempted by this. That's okay. That's part of the process. Um just again don't stay there. Turn away. Keep fighting. Keep fighting. Keep finding the ways and pray through sex. Thank the Lord for sex. Like, and that sounds silly. You don't have to pray out loud. You know, like you're in the middle of the position. You're like, thank you, Lord Jesus. Said it. Like, you know, I mean, like, but
0: you could, you could,
2: <laughs> but if you're thinking things quietly in your head, you can pray things quietly in your yeah, head, you know, right. like, like fill, fill the quiet spaces of your, of your heart, of mm-hmm. your head with good things. With good, good things. So that's really good.
1: Man. I just have One thing to, and I think it'd be like the perfect way to end is things your mom never told you, Oh yeah. but I think things your mom should tell you Mm -hmm. is to start this conversation early and it doesn't have to be like you bust open the door wide open with, let's talk about pornography, but you can actually start talking to your kids about purity Mm -hmm. and like what it means Mm -hmm. to be pure and like mentally pure and spiritually pure and just start start having these conversations so that you create an atmosphere that's the door wide open. The door is wide open, that's right. And your kids can... Feel safe to come to you, and yes, they don't have to be, you know, like if you can st- create the shame, like if you can stop the shame cycle from even yes. being created, yep. yes. then start that now. And so, you're not like years from now, you're, your kid's not like, He thinks my mom never told me about porn, that's right, you know what I mean? That's They're right. like, hey, actually, my mom told me about this, mm-hmm. but what was more important, it wasn't about like pornography, and ju- like, it was about purity, yeah, and how do we stand the pure focus, before isn't... the Lord. Porn is so bad. It's actually right.
0: your body and your mind and your heart matter so much to the Lord that mm-hmm. we don't want these unwholesome things to right. have a gateway. That's right. Right. It's good, Sierra. Things so. for our boys, like what we, so we obviously haven't talked about porn, like outright, but for our boys, it's like we ask them now the question, are you watching something that's wholesome? Mm-hmm. And then they have to be like, uh, yeah. And I'm like, okay. So nobody's like, speaking ugly about another person. Nobody has like a sarcastic attitude. Like everything that you're watching feels really wholesome. They're like, Oh, mm, maybe not. I'm like, cool. So what do we do? They're like we should turn it off. I'm like, great. But I feel like, but Ryan and I felt like that's a really good gateway to mm-hmm. like what we watch affects our eyes. Mm-hmm. Our eyes affect our heart, our Absolutely. hearts affect our minds. Like, yes. and then it's a cycle that we stay in. So what are we putting into ourselves? What are we feeding our eyes? We want it to be yep. wholesome and we want it to be pure. That's right. um, and even like like again calling it for what it is, and if you're uncomfortable with saying
2: like, hey, let's talk about pornography, mm-hmm. you could easily say, hey, I want to talk to y'all about the sex trafficking industry, yeah, and tell you more about that, and tell you about their primary business, which is pornography, yeah, mm-hmm. and that how they that fuels this this industry that just delights in this. Like you could even picture from that way because that that is what it is. It is what it yeah. is.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's good.
2: Well, All thank right. y'all
0: so much for having me, girl. Thank, uh, thank you. Thank you for coming. Oh my gosh, I from the minute Dylan was like. Hey, so I have this project in my heart. I think it's going to I'm like, we're putting you on the podcast. She's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, it's not I'm not ready yet." I'm like, "Okay, but when you're ready, <laughs> let we need you here." So we're just so honored and we're so blessed and I love you with my whole heart. You're mm-hmm. one of my dearest friends and it is just an honor to be able to watch the Lord work something so wonderful. Stop. Out of- don't. I'm going to, uh, she, she starts
1: kind of crying. i kind of cry. I, I know. I have to block her face. I'm, but yeah, both of them got tears in their eyes right now. Just love you so and much. I'm just in here with crew, <laughs> <laughs> but I do love you also.
2: <laughs> no, I love you. Thank you so much. You have been a part of a deep rooted part of my sanctification of oh, the last, oh my gosh, here I go. Of uh, the last <laughs> 12 years, 13 years. So oh. I could not I mean like like in that crazy you crazy. you know you knew me when I was deep in this addiction yeah. and didn't know it for a long time and 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 then Sierra came into my life because of you and yes Yes. So grateful. Yes. yes. We
0: love you a lot. are awesome. DeLynn. All right. We want to have you back. I feel like this is going to be an ongoing thing. We would love to. I'm like just planning it. Put it on your porn calendar. Porn sex talks with Delance. That's right. He <laughs> <Peterson> doesn't porn. He <laughs> <laughs> doesn't porn. All right, guys. We hope you have a wonderful weekend. DM us. If you don't follow Midnight Ministries on Instagram, go give them a follow. Um, we have our April giveaway coming up. Mm-hmm. And we have a very, very, very special Mother's Day edition to wrap up yes. season two. We love you all so much. Thanks for
1: joining us on Harvest today. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. Come hang out with us on Instagram. And as always, thanks for listening.